Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Funky Brain Podcast. At least it's morning where I am. My name is Dennis, and I'm pretty excited today. We have a very accomplished, award-winning, international motivational speaker joining us from Portugal today. His name is Mr. Gordy Buffton. How are you doing today, sir? I am amazing, Dennis. Thank you so much for having me and honored to share a little bit about my experience in life and, and things I've picked up over the years. Yeah, one of his books is called The Connection Effect, and um, it's an entrepreneur's playbook to unlocking the present moment. And I'll let him tell you a little bit more about that. To quickly give a very synopsis view of my story, which led me to creating The Connection Effect, is at 18, I started smoking pot every single day. At 17, I started smoking pot every single day. At 18, I dropped out of college for a golf and academic scholarship, fully addicted to ecstasy. I ended up spending my 20th birthday in jail. Then I had five different psych ward stays. One of the stays, I escaped a psych ward, two helicopters, six police dogs looking for me. That did not go over very well. The news story ran, naked man escapes a psych ward. And then from there, I went through treatment. And, and through that story and coming out the other end, when I was 25, I published my first memoir, Eluding Reality, because I wanted to use my story and share that with others so they wouldn't go down my path. And from there, I started speaking internationally. And one of the coaches that I was working with when I was looking to do a rebrand said, the piece of your story is you were always looking for connection. You were looking through it through substances. You were looking through it through your accomplishments in sports. Like you were always searching for connection. And, and that, when he connected those dots, and I thought to myself, what do I want to speak about for the next decade? And, and some of the people that I mentored by say, only write a book if you're willing to speak about it for the next decade. I, when I distilled that, I go, okay, connection makes sense. It's something that has been a constant through my whole life of always searching for that connection. And I really believe we must first connect with ourselves before we can connect with others. And that connection is the answer that we're always searching for. And back to the piece of addiction and recovery, I don't believe the opposite of addiction is recovery. I believe the opposite of addiction is connection. Yeah, that's really awesome. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that we're, we all strive to connect with somebody. We're not meant to be alone. And if we are alone, we are always looking, whether it's subconscious or conscious, because we need that human contact. I think it's, it's hard as a lot of people in this quarantine here right now. You know, we, we need that human contact and we can't have it, but I think it's so cool. Like think about, it's such a great time to be alive. A hundred years ago, we went through this plague and people were dying and it was a similar situation, but they didn't have iPhones and Facebook and zoom and able to still have somewhat of a human connection throughout this process because we need to have that in order to stay sane and connected with each other and ourselves so i love the concept i couldn't agree more everybody listening here knows about my past and my struggles with alcoholism as well so great story and so you're staying uh, gordy's here from portugal today and how are things out there going so, and, and one piece on the connection effect, because we are in a very transformational time, one of the things I've decided to do is give away a thousand copies of the connection effect. So if you go to connected, 
C-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S.org. You can download your free copy there uh, just kind of as a, as a give back because it is such a, a, a paramount time in, in history for us humans to really come together, connect, because we're going to have to solve these problems together. And, you know, anyone who's struggling or, or dealing with families who have, who have struggled, you know, my heart goes out to you guys. Yeah, but to answer, I'm currently in Portugal. I've pretty much been on quarantine, self-imposed since the beginning of December. So I had a lot of practice going into it, but it really has given me space to be creative, to create a few new companies, to, I did a three-day silent retreat and water fast a couple of weeks ago, which was an amazing experience. My biggest takeaway from that, which goes back to connection, we have to become our own best friend. And when I was using and doing all the craziness that I was, I wasn't best friends with myself, lack of a better term, loathed myself and didn't know how to handle that pain and, and all that. So even over a decade into sobriety, like I'm still working on becoming my best friend, which we're all stuck with that voice in our head. And, uh, you know, the sooner we become, become friends with it, the greater our life will be. And the voice in my head tells me that everybody else is crazy and I'm normal. So I need to calm myself down. But yeah, and I couldn't agree more. Once again, I mean, um, the, my thinking is the source of all my problems. And it's like, and the first thing I have to do when, when things aren't going right or if I feel like something's off is I, I have to first admit that there's something going on, right? Something is not right. I'm not happy. I'm not connected. I'm not whatever. I'm not financially successful. I'm not, uh, my relationships and having problems, whatever it is. And then the next step, in my opinion, is like, I need to calm down. I need to calm my mind down because my overactive funky brain will take over and tell me to go this way and that way and this way and do this and say this, and then I get in trouble. So I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. You got to become friends with yourself and you have to be, in, in my opinion, I love what you said. You did a, a silent retreat and a water fast. Like when you're, when I do like little fasts here and there, I get more clarity than I ever can in my life it's like when i'm not focused on eating or how this food is affecting me or anything else around me like the answers are in the silence so i love that you're doing that so in your process here like when you talk about like sobriety and, and for me it was about growing up like i had to realize that being sober and or not drinking or whatever you want to call it it wasn't about not drinking it was about growing up and looking the world in the eye being honest with everybody and myself once I started realizing that, then my life started to change. And so throughout this process, because it sounds like you have been through the same experiences, what has been like your favorite period of growth? What experience helped you awaken the most? The one that's most recent is it's actually just been a year since I was living with a girlfriend and I moved out basically a year ago yesterday. And that really spurred immense action and growth. It was actually right about a week after I had just done a three-day water fast as well. And um, this is right when I talked to one of, one of my mentors, David Essel. Fast created a little bit of clarity within me. And then conversation with David and I moved out and was 
$40,000 in debt, didn't really have a lot of income coming in, was in a really tough place. And that I ended up leaving the relationship. I ended up letting go of my condo, selling all my furniture, just like ultimately liquidating my life, which spawned immense action in my life. And one of the things that I have done in my recovery is at certain times set really massive fitness goals. And I've been talking about doing the rim to rim of the Grand Canyon for about a year, if not two years. And, and when I left the relationship, I'm like, okay, I'm putting this on the calendar. I'm doing it. And so I, I trained for 90 days to do that, which really gave me the space to be present with my brain as I was running, you know, 10 to 12, 15 hours a week and just be alone with my thoughts, no music, no podcast, no nothing. I would just run alone, which allowed me the space and you know, through that process, I ended up partnering with somebody very quickly, got out of financial debt in four months and really have transformed my life and now living in Portugal. And, and that created immense freedom in my life that I wasn't feeling at that time and, and within that relationship. Yeah, it sounds to me like there, there was a period of growth, a massive growth. And in my experience, all that growth and awareness, it comes usually from some sort of pain and suffering, which it sounds like you went through. It would be cool if we could just like get shit and just be like, you know, oh, my life isn't like perfect right now. Oh, but I get that. I'll just change this. No, but I usually need to like suffer at a deep level. And then I'm be like, oh my God, I'm so hurting. Now I'm willing to do something different so I don't have to look and feel like this. And uh, it sucks that life seems to be that way. And the piece with addiction that I really admire addicts, uh, they're experiencing pain. They don't know how to deal with that pain. So they turn to substance or drugs or pornography or smoking or eating or something that David Essel always talks about, codependency. And they use that as a way to not have to feel that pain and feel what's going on within them. Ultimately, it's destructive for yourself and others. But it's... I admire addicts. They take action. Like they don't know how to change it. So they at least are doing something versus just sitting on the couch. And like, I, I firmly believe addicts are some of the most brilliant genius people on the planet. And I'll be the first one to admit, like I kept going in and out of psych words because I didn't know who not to say certain things. I didn't know how to act at that time of my life around certain people. And I've always said like there's a fine line between genius and insanity and I didn't know how to walk that line for for many years and use substance abuse to try to straighten that line unsuccessfully and and now you know in my, in my life I spend 2 to 3 hours Dennis every single day working on myself we could say that's working on my recovery we could say that's growing. We could say that's trying to process my amazingly intelligent brain that is a brilliant storyteller. But that's a commitment that I've made in order to be the best version of myself and connect to my soul, which I was, I don't want to say afraid, but like I hadn't embraced that for many, many, many years of my life, decades. You know why pe most people fail in sobriety and by most, you know, we all know 90 plus percent don't make it through. And uh, it's because it's hard. 
you know, it's really hard. In my case, I was 15, when I was five years old, my grandmother told my mother, he worries like a little old man. You know, I, by five years old, I was always full, I was already full of worry, fear, insecurity, blah, blah, blah. And then I felt that way. And then when I was 15, I took a drink and all that went away and I didn't have to feel anymore. I didn't have to feel that way. So I never, and I did that for like 16 years and I never had to learn healthy coping skills because everybody goes through the same thing. It's called the human condition. We all suffer on some level and, and everybody has their things that hurt them a little bit more. But um, along the way, you learn skills, how to, to walk through life, to handle those things. And I didn't get those skills. And it's funny, in AA, there's um, this one guy used to say to me, uh, welcome to kindergarten. That's all this is. This is just like life skills. You know, we're, we're going back to the basics. Oh, you're hurting. Here's how we get through that. You don't uh, know how to do that. Well, here's how we get through that. We do it together. And that's why that's where that connectedness comes in. So I love um, your whole inspiring story. So if you can go back to piggyback on that a little bit, if you can go back to when you were 16, well, no, if you can go back to your 16 year old self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 16 year old self? Doing the work that I do and working with a lot of kids, I would assume I have a, a better, quicker answer to this, but I would tell my 16 year old self, you're worthy and you deserve love first from yourself and then from others. And, and that, and, and I, I would almost say like a second piece to that is it's okay to be different and love yourself. Yeah. I love that. You know, in, in relationships, you know, like I could talk about romantic relationships, but you know, if we were the same, we wouldn't need each other. You know, I think that we're all different and it's okay to be that way. You know, and I think the benefit of us having this conversation here today right now is that, people watching this that are struggling, that are sitting at home, not able to connect and just hurting, um, can't stop drinking, watching porn, using drugs, eating, whatever it is. Maybe they'll listen and look at us and be like, wow, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. So that's really like, I love just sharing this banter between a couple of guys, a couple of knuckleheads that we're able to straighten out, at least for today, you know, and then now we connect eye to eye and hopefully we can help somebody else along the way also, yeah, it's good it's going to evolve and it's going to change and you know and i'm i'm still working to improve myself and it's one of those things that from my perception is you never arrive and and this is a, a really interesting story i remember sitting front row to dan millman who wrote an amazing book called the way of the peaceful warrior and and one of the my biggest takeaways from his talk was he goes I spent time with the Dalai Lama. I've spent time with Mother Teresa. I've spent time with all these spiritual teachers. And I have never met somebody who is fully enlightened 24 7, 365. He goes, I've met people who have moments of enlightenment. And there's people who have more moments of enlightenment than others. But nobody is fully enlightened. And, you know, a, a different caveat is like, you know, we all put on our pants one leg at a time, or, you know, we all know how to use the bathroom and defecate because when we, we can no longer do that, it usually means we're very towards the either beginning or end of life. Eventually we have to learn when you get sober to just get through it because you're going to get through it and it's not going to be perfect all the time. And then, so you're whatever, however many years in the sobriety and ten, and, you know, 10 years in and you have a relationship end which is one of the hardest things 
ever, you know, relationships, death, uh, those are hard things. And you didn't drink or you didn't use drugs. So you made it through. You're, you've learned how to get through that. And then you're going to get through that and things are going to be great. And then you're going to have another problem. And that's just life. I mean, that's just how it goes. Unless you want to just like sit on the couch in an apartment somewhere and not take any risks or go anywhere in life. And uh, so great lessons. And so what- yeah, I was I was just doing a 21 day meditation challenge and each day had a writing exercise. And one of the days we read the passage of, I'm assuming you've heard the, the king who has inscribed on a ring, like all his philosophers, and the ins- inscription is, this too shall pass. And he ends up, for those of you that haven't heard the story, he ends up basically being run out as king and losing his entire empire. And he looks at the ring and goes, this too shall pass. And a few months later, everything comes back together and he's like, now the king and everyone's glorified. And, and one of his his basically servants goes, yeah, it's time to look at that ring again of this too shall pass. And I've, I've known that story for many, many, many years, but I've always thought of it in a negative light of when I'm in a difficult situation or something that I'm struggling to get through, this too shall pass. But it's also important to remember for the amazing moments of my life, this too shall pass as well. And to savor those moments, the good and the bad, because it's what creates the dichotomy, which is to have a human experience. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. So tell me one, one last thing here. What is it that you want to be known for that you want people to remember you by? Gordy was connected. And because he was connected, he was all in at everything he did. And so we're going to end with these few questions here. These are kind of fun, but um, beach or mountain? Beach. And why? People are wearing less clothes. (laughs) That's a great answer. I'm a beach guy too, but I like the sunshine and stuff. But I like less clothes. That's cool too. Morning or night? Morning. I used to be a night guy, but I've, I've shifted that over the last couple of years and morning is when I do my most creative work and have no phone and technology and none of the inbound distractions to just create. Awesome. So, and then one last one, Chinese food or Italian food? Italian. Good old um, oven baked or oven fried pizza. Oven fried pizza. Love it. I guess maybe not fried, but oven baked. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Right on everybody. So we've been talking with um, Gordy Buffton. Gordy, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, can you tell them how to do that and tell them a little bit about your website, your book, your email, whatever it is that you want to give out right here? Yeah. So the best is shoot me an email. It's gb at Gordy Bufton, G-O-R-D-I-E-B-U-F-T-O-N is the best way to reach me. Yes, I am at on social at, at Gordy Bufton. That is not the best way of getting a hold of me. But in, if you want to download a free copy of The Connection Effect, go to connectedgenius.org to download your copy there. Well, thanks, Gordy. I really enjoyed our time. Maybe we could do it again sometime. Everybody, thanks for tuning yeah, in and hanging out, hanging out with me and Gordy. And uh, if you have any more questions, reach out to either of us and have a great day today. Stay safe out there. And thanks to everybody on the front line that, is, um, that are helping us out. And uh, that's about all. See you guys soon. Have a funky day.
Hey, Dennis here. Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, I need to quit? Or maybe you've tried dozens or even hundreds of times on your own, but you can't do it. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, call me now for a free 20-minute consultation. We'll just talk for a little bit and we'll see if you don't feel better. And while we're all dealing with the COVID pandemic, I'm offering two free full 40-minute coaching sessions. We'll get you set up with the tools you need to become successful in recovery and sobriety. I know from experience, having been sober since April 8th of 2003, that it is not easy, but you don't have to do it by yourself. I'm here to help. We'll do it together. If I can get clean and sober, anybody can. So call me right now, not tomorrow when you're sick and hungover again, right now. I'm here to help. Have a great day.